AFCON 2010. The trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free makes its way to Denver June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Feel you're getting the most out of your current affiliate marketing program? Find out as today's top advertisers and publishers unite on the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today. Join your hosts, Commission Junction's Advertiser Account Director, Kim Dozell, and Publisher Business Development Manager, Brian Caldwell, as they share valuable insights on promoting strategic relationships, discuss the state of the industry, and offer you a rare glimpse into the minds of today's top players. See how to get the most out of your affiliate marketing program now as we present the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today, the industry's only broadcast, offering unique perspectives of both advertisers and publishers. Now, here are your hosts, Kim Dozell. And Brian Caldwell. All right, welcome everybody to Affiliate Marketing Today with your hosts Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. Today we have a special guest. We have Jeremy Palmer. And we are going to be uh, quizzing Jeremy Palmer on some things about affiliate marketing. And um, hopefully this will, you all will find this useful and get some answers for some publishers and also for some advertisers because I think there's a lot of advertisers out there who want to really hear from a publisher. Yeah, and I think going beyond that, I mean, one of the reasons that we have Jeremy on the show here today is Jeremy's really one of those guys that has not probably maxed out what he can do at, in the affiliate space, but he's definitely reaching for the stars. This guy is amazing. He can uh, generate a tremendous amount of, of revenue for himself and, and commissions, um, but he's also really looking out for the best interests of the advertisers, which is um, something that we really like to encourage and, and see in the marketplace. Uh, if you ever wanted to make a million dollars a year with affiliate marketing, you're really going to enjoy this show because uh, Jeremy's going to lay out some, some rules for the game. Jeremy is, is um, pretty, pretty well known in the industry, I think, um, specifically with uh, the quityourdayjob.com website. And it has a, a few other fairly high-profile um, projects out there in the industry. I know he's got a, a couple blogs going. Uh, he has um, a new ebook coming out called High Performance Affiliate Marketing. And he um, really has is, is, is been working with Commission Junction for, what, a couple years at least, right? Right, about two and a half years. I started in the fall and winter of 2003 and have uh, been a loyal publisher since. Fantastic. Um, well, I think we, we, we had 
kind of talked before the show uh, taping started, and uh, we want to run through a few questions and kind of answers, but in a fairly loose format. Uh, the, the concept of this show is kind of a day in the life of Jeremy Palmer. So why don't we start off with something that I find fascinating. Um, what, what are your work hours? Well, it's interesting that you asked that question. I think a lot of people feel that once you've reached a certain level of success with affiliate marketing that, uh, you know, you take a lot of vacations and, uh, you know, just kind of work in your spare time and work comes secondary. Um, I'm a pretty ambitious guy, and so I, I still do work quite a few hours. Uh, they're not very regular hours. I don't work a typical 9 to 5. Um, in fact, sometimes I'll work into the early morning hours working on different affiliate sites and campaigns. Um, but the nice thing about my work schedule is that it's flexible, uh, that I'm in control of when I work. So, for example, I might put in a real intense week and maybe work between 60 and 80 hours, and then it may take uh, two weeks off and, and not even you know, turn on the computer other than to, to check my balance and see how things are running. So it's, it's very flexible. Uh, and, and, again, the work schedule is kind of determined by what you want to accomplish, you know, what you want to do with affiliate marketing. And, you know, as you had mentioned earlier in the call, I, I don't think I'm satisfied yet with what I'm doing and, and want to continue to grow my business more. And I, I, one of my peers here said that he's actually received emails from you at 4 a.m. That's my most uh, productive time <laughs> is early morning. Uh, for some reason, you know, without the distractions of phone calls, emails, and instant messages, I'm able to get a lot more done. Obviously, that's when you're working. Um, what are you working on um, mostly these days? Because uh, I know some of the programs that you've worked on and, and had some success, like, uh, say, audiobooks and you know, the dating area. And, and, but I know that there's a new area that you're, you're working uh, pretty intently on right now, isn't there? Uh, are you referring to voice over IP? That would be it. Yes. Um, I've recently gotten to voice over IP. I didn't know a lot about the field a few months ago, and uh, I've done some research. I, I've learned a little bit more about the landscape, who the merchants are, who the competitors are out there, how the technology works, uh, you know, why, what the benefits are, uh, why it's advantageous over a regular you know, landline and old telephone system. And uh, I've had some good success with uh, promoting some of the merchants in that space. Seems like an exciting growth area. What I, what I was curious on is, is, you know, you did say you kind of work um, odd hours. Is there a best way for you know, advertisers to get in touch with you? Is it, is it email and then you respond when you're, you know, when you have time? I think I prefer that is, is when people email me and schedule a time to talk on the phone. It can be really hard, you know, if your phone is ringing during the middle of the day to pause your work, take a phone call, and then try to get back into your work. Just the, the ramp up and ramp down time, I think, can really ruin your productivity. So what I like to do is I like to open my inbox at the end of the day, look and see who's emailed me, and then basically, you know, make schedules, uh, you know, for calling people back and, and things like that. That way I'm kind of doing it on my terms rather than getting several interruptions throughout the day. Loops in uh, quite closely to, to something we were talking about earlier, Jeremy. I, I know you really highly value the communication channels that you, you have, um, and there's a number of different ways that you do communicate. One is going to be through what direct relationships, but you know, you're also working through your account manager here at, at, at Commission Junction. Um, what, what's the most effective way f for you to actually get that program um, ramping up? Well, it's nice when you have an account manager that can, uh, you know, start a relationship between you and an advertiser uh, to make introductions, to, to set up a phone call. And then at that point, I like to kind of take over the relationship 
and, and kind of keep my account manager in the loop. But I, I really find that it's, it's most effective to work directly with, um, you know, the advertisers in many cases just because, uh, you know, there's no sense in, in sending or funneling everything through my account manager to have him, you know, funnel it to them. It's just much more effective for me to call them directly, you know, when there's certain issues. And I have several relationships like that with uh, advertisers that I work with, and it's really great. You know, it, it allows me to really kind of tap into their business, and, and, you know, it allows them to communicate with me a lot better. And uh, that's what I find to be uh, most effective. That kind of begs a question for me. Are there uh, a lot of affiliates out there believe that there is, you know, kind of special sauce? <laughs> and when you have that direct relationship with an advertiser, are, are you getting special benefits that really aren't available to someone that's generally in the network? Absolutely. I think one of the items that is most neglected in affiliate marketing is the soft side of the business, and, and that means the relationships between affiliates and advertisers. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, it, it's a pure business transaction. You know, we, I send traffic to your website, uh, you pay me commissions, and they don't really look at kind of the business relationship aspect. But I've found that having good relationships with my advertiser has allowed me to gain advantages over my competition by negotiating new payouts by uh, being allowed to market them in a certain way, by maybe being allowed to be one of the few publishers they allow to bid on trademarks and, and things like that. And so just having like that, you know, human relationship that, uh, you know, you kind of build trust between you and the advertiser, I think really helps you gain a competitive edge. Um, so, Jeremy, what, what advertisers are always asking me is, is how do publishers choose who they want to work with? So, you know, do you have a way that you make decisions on? Do you do research? Um, how do you decide who you want to work with? Well, there's a number of factors that play into it. Um, one is the responsiveness of their affiliate manager, uh, you know, how dedicated they seem to be to the affiliate channel, um, you know, how much respect their affiliate channel gets within their company, you know, sometimes there's um, interfighting between, you know, internal search teams and the affiliate teams. And, um, you know, I find that it's, it's really hard to work with advertisers that, you know, maybe don't have a lot of synergy between those two groups. Um, you know, the other thing that I base uh, some of my decisions on in working with advertisers is feedback from other affiliates. Uh, I'll check forums. Uh, I'll call, you know, contacts that I have in the industry, people that I might know that are working with a particular advertiser, and, you know, ask for their feedback. And then, you know, the other thing that I want to know is, is how big, you know, I could grow their program and, uh, you know, if they, you know, have any kind of a ceiling on it or, you know, what the potential for me is to, to make, you know, maybe on a monthly basis with that program. Obviously, the bigger that number, the more excited I am about that opportunity. And, and those are just a few of the things that I look at. Fantastic. Jeremy, you know what? We want to continue this particular thread. Uh, first of all, though, we want to make sure that the lights are staying on in, in the studios here. We need to feed our, our sponsors, but we'll be right back after this commercial break. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned.
Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target. Now, discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com Making sure your mother is always proud. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming back to Affiliate Marketing Today. Um, just a, a bit of housekeeping. I wanted to remind you that if you have any questions at all about anything you hear on the show, any comments, um, we'd love your feedback. We do have an email address set up for that. The email address to send your comments to is podcasts, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, at cj.com. Um, you also wanted to remind you that even though you're listening to this live, hopefully streaming today, uh, which is Tuesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, you can also listen to us as a recorded podcast, which you can download or even listen to us on your cell phone through the, the MobileCast network. Both of these, uh, all of these things you can learn more about at the webmasterradio.fm website. Brian, I just want to comment that we hope to get some email. We've only gotten a couple emails, and uh, go ahead and email us so that we can maybe read your questions online and uh, or on our show, and hopefully um, answer some questions you might have. <laughs> That's true. Even if you're friends and or family, come on, guys. Say, yeah, say exactly. Hi. Come on, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jeremy Palmer, I, I wanted to, to uh, come back to you because that last question. I think you had. Um, you wanted to expand upon your answer. I was also wanted to, to find out a little bit more about what types of metrics are attracting you to a particular program. Great. Well, I'm glad you uh, asked that question. Just a few more things um, about that last point about what compels me to work with a particular advertiser. Uh, one thing that is really important is the marketing material that they offer. And I'm not just talking about standard banners and, and generic text links. I'm talking about you know deep links. Um, you know, product catalogs with really good, you know, pictures and descriptions and things like that. Um, you know, maybe some advertisers will offer an RSS feed that basically makes, uh, you know, getting fresh content on my website really easy. Um, and then even some advertisers will create content for you um, and, and even maybe share their keyword list with you in some instances. I, I don't think that's very common, but I have had some advertisers do that. And, uh, you know, that really makes my ramp-up time um, less when I, when I have all of that marketing material in front of me. 
Um, the other thing that's important is that they offer some kind of a custom tier um, for payout, meaning that if you hit a certain level, you know, they'll increase your commissions by a certain amount or give you a bonus or something like that. That way you always have a carrot that you can be chasing and, you know, something to shoot for. So those are just a few more points that I wanted to add to that. Sure. And, and one thing we didn't cover early on um, is, is really how you're driving your traffic. Um, I believe you are mainly a search guy, right? That's correct. I drive most of the traffic through both paid and natural search. Um, what I always do with an advertiser when I start marketing them is I'll start with a paid search campaign and then evaluate which keywords are converting the best, which ones are getting the best traffic, and then I'll build a natural or organically optimized website um, for natural search um, based around those best keywords. That way I don't have to waste a lot of time um, optimizing a website for keywords that will never convert. So sure, I'm pretty sure pretty you're effective. one of those guys that doesn't um, necessarily build a, a, an SEO'd website, right? You're much more focused on the design and usability. Isn't that true? That's correct. One of the most important things I've ever read is that when you build web pages, you don't build web pages uh, for search engines. You build them for people. Search engines don't buy from you. People do. And so all of your copy, all of your content should be geared to converting people into customers and not just to lure search engines to your web pages. So I want to go back to something you said a, a second ago, and then, Kim, I'm going to let you get a question in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One one of the things, since you're you're driving a lot of traffic with um, kind of paid clicks, going back to the the discussion you had a second ago of, of of payouts and some of the things you like to see there, wouldn't it be pretty important for you to receive a, a, a really good payout um, from from day one? That's exactly right. In some cases, when I get started with a merchant, uh, they will offer me a custom commission in advance. Um, basically knowing that I will you know, be able to hit one of their top tiers within a short amount of time and not have to um, you know, lose a lot of money in the process of getting there. And so it is, it is good when an advertiser will say, okay, we know you're a top publisher in the network. We want to go ahead and start you out on our top tier knowing that you're going to be able to perform. And you know, from day one, I'm making you know, good returns. And, and I promise, Kim, I'll let you in here in a second. <laughs> I know a lot of advertisers are maybe a little wary uh, of giving you uh, top-tier payout from, from, from day one. What kind of expectations are you setting? Well, sometimes it's an informal expectation that, you know, I, I will strive to be one of their, you know, top-tier affiliates. Um, other times maybe it's more formal where, you know, I have to hit a certain sales number within a certain amount of time. And, um, you know, either way works fine for me. It is nice to have kind of those black and white expectations, you know, like, for example, you have to hit uh, 750 sales in the month um, you know, to continue making this particular amount of money with us, and and I find that to be helpful. So, when an advertiser wants you to to run their program, but they're they're not necessarily willing to give you a high um, a higher payout. You know, they might not want to give you their their highest payout. Are there ways that you can work with them? So, do you ever do testing? I guess is what I'm, I guess I'm kind of asking. Are you do you ever do testing with them? Like test for a month, see how it perform, and then next month move me up. What usually works best? That's a good point. Uh, one of the things that I like to do when I start working with an advertiser, even if they won't give me a top payout um, from the start, is I would go ahead and ramp up their campaign as quickly as possible, even if that meant breaking even or just even losing a little bit of money for a short period of time to get to their top tier so that I could get that next level of commission. 
And so, um, you know, sometimes when you see me running paid search campaigns and, you know, you do the math and you think, wow, you know, you can't possibly be making money. Well, that's because, you know, I'm trying to hit another tier, um, which, you know, I might be able to hit in a week or a month or whatever, and then, you know, I'll be making much better um, net margin. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, so can you, can you divulge how you, you know, what your margins are? Sure. Um, I think my... Let me just preface this with I think my, con- my margins are a little bit abnormal. Um, from other people that I've talked to in the industry and things like that, um, you know, I-, I think they kind of expect a lower return. Um, basically, my margins are, you know, between 100 and 200 percent. And so, you know, I have some advertisers that convert at almost a, you know, 500% margin or more. And then I have a few that might be just below a 100% margin for me. But, um, you know, I, I basically have been really dedicated to refining my paid search campaigns and, and weeding out those bad converting keywords very quickly so that I'm only targeting the most profitable keywords. And so, you know, I, I think anyone who's willing to work at it could expect those kind of margins, they just have to be very diligent about finding, you know, top converting keywords and weeding out the ones that don't convert very quickly. So, okay, so this kind of begs another question. Um, Because you're you're going after good margins, um, great margins, in fact, I'm I'm curious, have you ever done anything that a network quality or compliance group might term a little shady? Well, I'm proud to say in my two and a half years at Commission Junction, I've never had a report from network quality, um, you know, saying that I've done anything that uh, would be against their terms of service or anything that's even questionable. So, you know, I think it's very realistic for anyone to get these kind of results just by playing by the rules. Fantastic. Yeah, so you see the um, the benefits of working for a long-term relationship uh, without going into practices that, that you know, might be a bit questionable. That's exactly right. A lot of people will build, you know, crash-and-burn websites that, you know, they may know are going to kick them kicked out, but, you know, they figure if they could make some commission in the meantime, that's great. But, you know, those guys uh, never ended up succeeding. Uh, you know, to, to be into this business for the long term, you really have to, you know, be aware of your advertisers, you know, keyword policies, their search policies, uh, you know, their marketing messaging, and, and, and really just kind of the overall network quality policies at uh, Commission Junction and whatever other networks that you're doing business with. Um, you've, been, you've been really successful, and, uh, um, you know, advertisers, advertisers, seem to want to work with you. How can we get more advertisers to work with you? Um, are there different types of models that you're looking for that maybe we can, can help you with? Um, you know, where's the next place to go? <laughs> where's the next place you want to go with advertisers? Right. Well, that's, that's a good question. At this point, um, money is not really like the number one motivator for me. I mean, it still means a lot. Obviously, I wouldn't start a campaign um, you know, that, that had you know, mediocre margins. But, um, you know, I actually have to be kind of excited about the business, meaning that, you know, it has to be kind of challenging, kind of interesting to me, um, you know, something that I feel I could really grow and, and kind of, you know, see my progress over time. Um, you know, so those are, those are some things that I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, you know, real super competitive markets that, you know, I, if I work really hard, I might be able to get a 20 or 30% return. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, new opportunities that I, I think I could just, you know, really blow up and, and and you know, make the most out of. Mm-hmm. Have you um, have you have you tried anything that's that's just not worked? I have actually. Um, 
you know, the retail side of the business can be somewhat difficult. There's a lot more considerations. A lot of, um, I think, what has made me successful has been being able to pick out, like, good programs and good merchants and things like that. And, you know, it's kind of based on experience, but, you know, there's also some things that you can do in advance to kind of filter out bad merchants and so forth. But anyway, uh, just to, to kind of preface this, you know, the retail side of the business is a lot different than, like, maybe the online services side of the business, you know. Right. I've done a lot of business with online dating, web hosting, voice over IP, Internet service providers, and things like that that are all, you know, kind of these intangible services. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of returns. Um, you know, there's not a lot of options in terms of, you know, this service or that service. But on the retail side of the business, um, you know, you have sizes, you have stock, um, you have colors, and, and all of these different variables that I think can make it more challenging. And as an affiliate, you just have to identify what those challenges are. Um, one of the markets that, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of success in, um, you know, by my own standards, is online shoes. Um, you know, the online shoe market, uh, you know, very, very lucrative, meaning that they pay a very generous commission, but, um, you know, it, it can be somewhat difficult because there's also a lot of returns in that particular market. And so, you know, you have to kind of build that into your margin. Um, you know, returns can average between 20 and 40 percent per month. And if you don't account for that when you're doing a paid search campaign, um, you know, you, you, could ha you could be disappointed with what you make at the end of the month. And so, you know, and, and I, I obviously took that campaign and I learned from it and improved it, but, you know, I, I think affiliates basically have to kind of identify what the potential problems might be in advance. That way they don't, uh, you know, spend too much money or, or spend too much time on one thing and, and can quickly, you know, kind of recover their loss, I guess. It, it, it would seem to me that that's um, a, a really important place for you to have great communication between yourself and, and an advertiser. Right. It would have made sense for me in that case to, you know, get a clear definition of what the return uh, rate was uh, on that particular product. And now that's something that I've built into my standard Q&A that I have for an advertiser when I start working with them is, you know, what is your return policy, what is your uh, reversal rate in the network and things like that, because those are things that aren't necessarily published and you can only get them from affiliate managers. That, that's a that's a ex excellent point, Jeremy, and I think it goes back to a lot of things that that Brian and I talk about on the show is communicating with the publisher so that they can be successful for you. Uh, and it it sounds like you know we we obviously know you're very successful in, in a very successful publisher, and you've only gotten there by being able to communicate with your advertiser and finding out the information that you need in order to make yourself successful. Um, I the the point about um, about the reversals and the returns is 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 great, and I behoove other behoove advertisers to go in and and communicate that information to publishers whenever they can. I know sometimes they they have to keep some of that private, so but for the most part, we do promote that they do that. I think that's a great idea. So, Jeremy, all right, this is this is the time when you get to pull out your crystal ball. And I know you know that I was going to put you on the spot here. Um, if you had to predict, you know, there's certain markets that you know we're working right now, but if you had to predict um, maybe what markets you think are going to be hot in, in the fairly near future, um, and maybe even, you know, are there new business models or technologies that are coming out, out in, in, in the market that, that you think are going to be really important to affiliate marketing? Well, I think one of the biggest opportunities right now and in the near future um, is going to be the overseas markets, um, you know, for example, Europe, um, Asia, and uh, foreign countries. I, I think that those countries and are less comp 
competitive than the United States. Um, I think that the Internet is still growing uh, very quickly in those parts of the world, and I think that that represents a huge opportunity for affiliates. Um, you know, it also represents some challenges. You know, obviously there are language barriers, there are cultural barriers, um, there are many things to take into consideration, but I think, you know, a, a good affiliate will find a way to overcome that and, and really try to tap into those markets because I think in terms of overall growth, those markets are going to grow much faster uh, than the United States at this point. Not to say that the United States still isn't a great market because, uh, you know, broadband is still, you know, growing at unprecedented levels. Uh, you know, more people are connecting to the Internet every day. So, uh, you know, by no means is the Internet uh, and or the market in the United States going anywhere. But I, I do think that it might be growing a little faster um, in other parts of the world. Okay. So, uh, obviously, there's language barriers and, and everything you just mentioned going international. Um, I've, I've been hearing quite a bit about kind of other language opportunities here in the U.S. market. Have you looked into any of that? I have, actually. Uh, right now, the Hispanic market um, is very attractive for marketers. Um, a lot of uh, the Hispanic population is starting to come online for the first time, and uh, any website or marketing message that uh, can reach out to that demographic um, I think is going to be very successful because not a lot of marketers are reaching out to them right now. And so uh, you know, being able to create pages in Spanish and and, and really kind of understanding the cultural differences and nuances and things like that, I, I think would really uh, be advantageous for publishers. So do you, uh, you may not know, but uh, do, you, do you have any idea of uh, the current uh, status of the tool sets that are used quite often by uh, folks like yourself in the affiliate marketing space are, are up to uh, the challenge of multiple languages? Right. Well, that, that's kind of interesting that you mentioned that. I, I'm not uh, very sophisticated or savvy in that particular area right now. Um, you know, a lot of what I've heard other people doing are actually hiring translators uh, through websites like Elance or GetAFreelancer.com to actually, you know, convert their English language pages into, you know, the local dialects. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that there's a lot of tools that automate that process very well or very accurately. Um, you know, obviously software does exist that can convert, you know, an English page into a you know, Spanish-speaking page or whatever, but I don't know how good the translation is. And so from what I understand, a lot of uh, people who are getting into this space are actually just hiring translators to write the pages. Well, I'll tell you what, um, if anyone listening to this show right now wants to send us an email to uh, our inbox, uh, I'd love to hear about any tools that you are aware of which would help, say, a, a U.S. English-speaking marketer uh, break into the Hispanic market, bid management tools or, or whatnot. Uh, again, our, our email address is podcasts at cj.com. That's plural. Yeah, I'd really love to hear from you. Uh, Brian, I think we probably need to take a break about now because our, our sponsors, once again, need to be paid. So why don't we take a break, and we'll be back with Jeremy Palmer in a couple minutes. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. 
Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help you thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome, everybody, back to Affiliate Marketing Today with your host, Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell, and we're in the... Um, the last section of our show, and we are talking with Jeremy Palmer of Quit Your Day Job, and he is has been very nice to divulge some of his secrets of being a publisher in the CJ Network, and um, I think Brian has a couple more questions for him. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, when, when we were at the last um, Webmaster World conference in, in Las Vegas, you and I were chatting a little bit about how um, you've kind of played around with uh, CPC space versus the CPA, which, of course, is, is what we're talking about primarily today. W- do you want to talk a, a bit about that on air? Uh, and kind of Sure. So what I've done on some of my websites is I, I tested Google AdSense and some other contextual um, ad products um, on, my, on my websites to compare you know, basically the revenue that I can make on, on contextual ad networks, you know, or as you call them, CPC versus um, CPA or, or affiliate programs. And, you know, what I found is that I was able to make a lot more money from a, a well-optimized um, affiliate website or, or web page than I was from a CPC or contextual ad page. And I also did tests where I put uh, both on the same page. And what I found there is that, the CPC actually kind of diluted the offer, um, and and basically it, it didn't work for either program uh, by putting both of them. I think the fewer options that you give a visitor when they come to your web page, the more likely that you'll get them to to click on one of those offers and, and to convert into a customer. Um, if if you start throwing a lot of different options on the page, you know, like too much navigation or, you know, a lot of advertisements or whatever, then I think that you're really diluting the offer. I think that, you know, if you build a web page, it should just be highly optimized for one thing, um, you know, one goal. You shouldn't build a web page that, you know, might get a click but could also, this person might also sign up because chances are they're not going to do either one of those two things because you've given them too much. You want to kind of force them down a path. And so, again, you know, like I said, I, I found that I can make a lot more money off an affiliate program than I can a contextual ad network, and I think a lot of that just has to do, yeah, you know, it is a lot more work. You know, you have to uh, be very good, I guess, at, at kind of the marketing. Uh, you know, it takes a little bit more time to, to build, a, I think, a quality affiliate page than it does maybe like a contextual ad page, um, but I think that the rewards are also much better. 
I think it's really interesting to hear you say that um, because it's you hear a lot of anecdotal comments uh, out in the marketplace about you know, CPC versus CPA and a lot of stuff out on forums where people are, are, are spouting off one way or the other without any real metrics to back them up. And it sounds like you've done uh, a really scientific approach to evaluating both types of programs. So uh, really appreciate your comments on that. Absolutely. Um, I think another question kind of related to um, your specific business method, you know, primarily driving traffic with, with paid clicks. Um, and I know Kim is going to be really interested in this from the advertiser standpoint. Um, I'd love to hear where you stand on the whole trademark bidding concept. Well, it's kind of interesting. When I first started in affiliate marketing back in late 2003, not a lot of advertisers had trademark policies. Uh, the landscape was pretty open. Uh, you could go in and, and basically bid on trademarks, variations of trademarks, and whatever. And, uh, you know, that was, that was definitely a very good time for um, affiliates, um, you know, because those conversions were obviously very high and very, you know, consistent and, and very lucrative, I guess. Um, and over time, over the last few years, I think a lot of merchants, um, advertisers have been clamping down on trademark, um, you know, for a number of reasons, you know, brand dilution, uh, you know, they don't feel sometimes that uh, maybe there's some value add there and, and a, a host of other reasons. And so basically, um, you know, you really have to be familiar with your advertisers' trademark policies before you get started with them, and especially in paid search, because I think that's kind of like where they're most concerned. You know, if you optimize your web page in organic search for their trademark terms or whatever, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But specifically when you're talking about paid search, um, you know, that can be off limits in a lot of cases. And so what all I will do, you know, oftentimes is, again, talking about the soft side of the business, is I will actually contact the advertiser and, and ask them, you know, maybe say, hey, I, I see some of your competitors bidding on your keywords. Or, or some other, you know, people bidding on your keywords. And I, I think that, you know, I could help you out, um, you know, with your paid search efforts by, you know, throwing up a couple of ads and, and maybe pushing your competitors further down the page. Um, you know, that way you, you're able to, you know, get that traffic and not have them siphoned off to your competitor's website. And so, um, you know, being able to convince them of, of the value of allowing me to bid on their trademarks um, has really, um, you know, allowed me to, to get in there and, and, and bid on their trademarks in some cases where other affiliates might not be able to, you know, because they, they open up their policies, their terms and conditions, and it says absolutely no trademark bidding. Um, and, and, you know, I, I read that, but, you know, I always follow up with the affiliate manager and just say, hey, you know, what do you think? You know, and also it kind of helps me to subsidize uh, the rest of the campaign to get up and, and, and running with a particular advertiser. Um, you know, some, some advertisers might not have uh, great margins until you really figure out their campaigns and kind of tweak them and, and, you know, eliminate bad keywords and so forth. And so, you know, if you're able to, to make good margins on, your um, on, on the trademarks uh, a little bit. I, I think that kind of helps subsidize before you get completely ramped up and familiar with that advertiser. Now, do you also do you tend will you, will you do a campaign without being able to bid on their keyword and or their trademark and then um, go back and ask them after the fact or what seems to be wor working the best? Well, definitely, you know, I'll, I'll start. You know, by just promoting them, and if I if I see an opportunity, like I said, where I see other um, competitors of theirs or whatever bidding on their trademarks, I'll I'll just ask them. I'll, I'll say, you know, is it okay? You know, if I push your competitors further down the page. And so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I start out, and and sometimes I'm not bidding on the trademarks. You know, that's something that um, usually you can only do once you have an established relationship with the advertiser. Now, do you tend to just uh, bid on? 
uh, keywords on or the trademarks or what actually, which sites do you tend to use? Do you just do Google or, you know, other sites? Do you do some of the smaller tier sites too? No, actually, I only advertise in uh, three pay-per-click engines, uh, Yahoo, Google, and MSN. Um, I found that the quality of the traffic from those three sources is much better than any of the second-tier engines. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, second-tier ad networks out there, uh, Find What, Canoodle, um, Meva, I think, is now Find What. Anyway, I, I just think that um, the, the traffic quality is much lower, and there's a lot more, I think, click fraud um, in those networks than there are in the big three. And so, um, you know, I've experimented, and I've tried launching campaigns with some of those second-tier search engines, but I haven't had any success. And so I, I basically now I just stick to the big three. That, that's actually great information. I was, uh, that's one thing I've always wanted to talk to a publisher about is, is whether, whether they do look at those second tier and whether it is worthwhile. I guess it probably depends on, on your, you know, your model and what seems well, to work for you. I know a lot of publishers do use the second tier engines and even you know, what people will call third tier engines, but um, I, I think it was really important what Jeremy said a second ago, and that's uh, he's really looking for the quality traffic as opposed to sheer quantity. Uh, and I would imagine, Kim, that, that your advertisers are very appreciative of that approach. Especially the ones who are really concerned about trademark bidding, uh, who are, or, or, you know, are very, very brand conscious. So they do want to make sure that they're working with somebody who's reputable, somebody who's looking for high quality just as they are. So um, sounds like Jeremy's found sort of some of the secret sauce. Right. Yeah. So it, it, you're doing the right things, Jeremy, because uh, obviously it's, it's allowing you to you know, really win the ability to, to go after the trademark terms, um, get special permission even, where maybe an advertiser has a program closed down to trademark bidding, but you're coming in with a, um, a message, that the soft approach, as you say, to, to create a relationship and, and really show the advertiser the benefit of working with you as an individual publisher rather than having the advertiser think kind of big picture, all, all publishers are, are doing evil and, you know, therefore we will not let them bid on trademark no matter what. Right. right. So are, are there any, are there maybe a short list of bullets that you would recommend in terms of pointers to, to, to win special permission? Well, um, you know, I, I think the main thing is you need to convince the advertiser that it benefits them for you to bid on their trademark. Um, you know, in some instances where there might not be any competitors or anyone else, um, you know, pushing their own ads down the page um, or, or diluting their own offer, um, I, I think it might be a harder sell. But in instances where, you know, they ha have a very competitive environment and it would, it would help them to have, you know, partners, affiliates, or whatever, you know, pushing those competitors further down the page, you know, you just need to convince the advertiser of that. And not only that, but let's say that there's not... Um, a lot of competitors. Sometimes it's nice just to have what appears to be, you know, a third-party voice, you know, uh, backing up your marketing, um, you know, like maybe uh, an objective review site or something like that that can add more value. You know, maybe they're thinking about uh, buying your product or whatever, but they, they just need to, to read a review or get some more information. And by allowing your affiliates to you know, give that information in the format of a review or, or whatever, I think that you know, there can be some value there, too. That's uh, fantastic information. I'm sorry, Kim. Go ahead. I had I had a question about um, with trademark bidding. Do you have uh, do advertisers tend to tell you that they don't want you to direct go direct to their site, or that they want you to have sort of you know jump site in between, or have you worked with advertisers that allow you to do one or the other? 
most of the advertisers and most of the actual search networks require that you have some kind of a landing page or a pre-sale page in between you and the merchant. And I've actually found that to be the most um, lucrative method uh, to promote a particular advertiser. I've actually done tests um, in Google where I experimented with sending traffic directly to the merchant versus sending traffic to a landing page and then to the merchant. And in some of my tests, um, I had three times more conversions off sending them to my landing page first than I did by sending them directly to the merchant site. And I think a lot of that is the value of pre-selling the customer and, and getting them excited about the merchant's products or services in advance. Um, and again, kind of being that third-party voice, you know, that, that giving, lending some credibility, I guess, uh, to that merchant's products or services, um, I, I think adds a lot of value. That, that's actually fabulous information for advertisers and for publishers because this is, this is actually something that comes up quite often when we're talking to advertisers about whether they should work with search publishers or not. We're, you know, as an advertiser, a account director, I promote having them work with search because I, any sort of search publishers because I think it's very beneficial getting your name out there in, in as many times as possible is, is the best way to promote your brand. Um, but I understand there's a lot of brand-conscious advertisers out there. Um, but it, it is really refreshing to hear you say that um, because it is a question in, in, it's been a question in my mind as an account director whether which one works better and uh, it's glad to hear that you did test it and, and uh, jump pages do work. Absolutely. And I, I just think that advertisers should really evaluate each uh, publisher on a one-by-one -one basis and just, you know, look at their landing pages, their pre-sale pages or whatever. Make sure that, you know, the, the affiliate is representing their brand the way that they want to be represented. And, and you know, just approving them, you know, I guess, like I said, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, rather than just saying, you know, everyone can't or everyone can bid on our trademark, you know, maybe just be more selective and say, you know, we will allow, you know, maybe five publishers or something like that to bid on our trademark, and, you know, maybe they, they kind of hand-select those based on, you know, the, the people that are going to get them the most conversions or, or, or have the web, web pages or landing pages that, you know, complement their brand the best or, or pre-sell them. I think this conversation about trademark bidding is going to continue, but I, um, what both Kim and, and Jeremy have been talking about here uh, is, I think, really valuable for both advertisers and publishers to hear because, you know, we're, we're bringing everybody closer to the point where we, we have uh, come up with a best practice for trademarks. Uh, but, like I said, this conversation will continue. And with that, we actually have to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, please join us uh, for the next final segment of Affiliate Marketing Today with Jeremy Palmer, where he's going to be talking about quit your day job and, and kind of the process that he uses to make, uh, his, make his money. We'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. You're brilliant. Brilliant. Creating innovative ideas, ideas, building brand value, and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Here you go. Who are these people? 
Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. You choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. All right, welcome back, everybody, with Affiliate Marketing Today. And today, Brian and I are talking with Jeremy Palmer, and this is the uh, last segment that we are talking to him. And I think we, we've, we've discussed quite a few topics, but I think to wrap up sort of our last sex segment of this show, I wanted to talk about... Really, what's your philosophy for quit your day job? Well, when I first started affiliate marketing, I was working at another job. Um, I was a web developer for, for a company that had an affiliate program, actually. And I was just miserable with the job. Um, I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't getting paid what I was worth. Um, you know, I was working long hours, um, you know, with little reward for those long hours. And I just didn't think that there was a lot of uh, potential for me to move up in that company. And so as I was doing this affiliate marketing, I always had the intention of, of maybe one day making enough money, you know, through affiliate marketing um, to actually quit my day job and just do this full time because, you know, I just really fell in love with affiliate marketing and really saw the potential that it had to, to make money and, and, and to kind of afford me the lifestyle that I wanted in terms of, you know, the flexibility and the freedom you know, to spend with my family and, and things like that. And so um, after a couple of months of doing affiliate marketing, I was um, making more money through affiliate marketing than I was at my day job. And then in less than six months, um, I was making twice as much and decided to quit my day job. And after I quit my day job, it allowed me to focus on affiliate marketing full time. And from there, I just grew my revenue uh, exponentially. And so, you know, affiliate marketing has been great for me. You know, it's allowed me to spend a lot more time with my family. It's allowed me to, to kind of have the freedom and, and things that I want to do with my own time. And, you know, I, I want other people to enjoy those benefits. Um, you know, a lot of people have said to me, you know, Jeremy, why are you sharing, you know, your, your affiliate secrets with us or, or why, um, you know, are you sharing this information? Well, the way that I see it, the Internet is a very big place. And there are unlimited merchants or advertisers out there. Uh, there are just so many niches that you could focus on that, um, you know, I feel that I can share this information safely because um, in every instance that I've shared this information, uh, I, I've never really seen, like, a, a rise in competition with a particular advertiser or a particular market that I'm in or anything like that. I'm already in some of the most competitive markets. And so, you know, I, I really do just want to get this information out there and share it with people and, and help them to quit their day job. Now, do you have anybody who works for you, or do you, is it just you all alone? It's just me. Uh, sometimes I contract projects out to certain people. Um, I have over 100 websites. I haven't built all 100 of those websites myself. Um, you know, sometimes I'll outsource them uh, you know, through a website like Elance or whatever to, to have someone else design them or whatever. 
but um, no, I don't have any other employees. It's just me, and uh, it's really nice not having to worry about the human resources side of business and just being able to focus on building great websites. Well, I'm, I'm ready to quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> Better not let your boss hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your book is coming. Your book is out actually, and uh, it's it's available on your site, quityourdayjob.com. And um, I think it was called High Performance Affiliate Marketing, right? That's right. correct. And did you want to walk us through um, maybe some of the processes that you outline in the book? Uh, sure. Kind of as a step-by-step process to make tons of money? Absolutely. Well, High Performance Affiliate Marketing, what it is, is it's, it's kind of a comprehensive guide to affiliate marketing. Um, it has information that will help new affiliates get started, but it also has a lot of you know, advanced strategies and tips that will help even you know, more advanced affiliates, um, you know, make more money through their affiliate programs. And so, you know, the six-step process that uh, the book talks about is, um, I'll, I'll just go through each of those sections really quickly and kind of talk to you a little bit more in detail about what those are. But um, in section one, it just talks about affiliate marketing 101, what it is, how does it work, um, you know, what are the benefits, and then even a section talking about separating fact from fiction. You know, there's a lot of affiliate marketing myths out there about, you know, how easy it is, autopilot cash, you know, and, and I, I kind of set people straight on some of those um, myths. And then, you know, just the different ways that you can make money through affiliate programs, you know, cost per acquisition, uh, you know, or, or not cost per acquisition, rather, but pay per acquisition or pay per sale, um, you know, paid on leads or whatever. And I talk about the different ways that you can get paid as an affiliate. So that's in Section 1. In Section 2, I talk about finding the best products, services, and merchants to promote. And we talked a little bit about that on the call today, but I go in a lot more detail in the book about, you know, what specific things you need to be looking for uh, before you start a campaign with a merchant and, uh, you know, which products and what services you should focus on that might yield the best return for you. In Section 3, I talk about keywords. And, you know, the, the section is called Section 3, uh, Keywords, the Foundation of Your Success. And basically, you know, keywords are probably one of the things that um, allow me to, to grow affiliate programs, um, you know, bigger and better than the competition because, you know, I, I just do so much keyword research um, when I start out with a, a merchant. You know, I, I, all the variations of keywords, and I have some tools and some techniques that I use that could help anyone blow up the size of their keyword list. Um, after you've got a good keyword list, uh, we go into Section 4 where it talks about building a website that sells. And so I talk about specific, you know, choosing a promotion strategy, you know, like how you're going to promote a merchant or their products and services, um, you know, how to plan your website. Uh, you know, obviously, if you, you want to spend some time planning it in advance before you just you know, start building it, um, you know, choosing your domain name, finding a dependable host, and then, you know, how to build your website. Um, even if you don't know how to build a website, you don't have the uh, technical experience, you're not a graphic designer, whatever, you know, how to find uh, resources online, whether it be contractors, templates, or whatever, that can actually build the site for you cost-effectively. And then um, after that, we talk about driving traffic to your website, and that's Section 5, driving traffic to your site. And this is where I start talking about some promotional methods like uh, search engine marketing, you know, pay-per-click, um, search engine optimization, or natural search. And then also get into um, viral marketing, email marketing, um, and, and then even some other uh, techniques like CPM, which is, is, you know, impression marketing, you know, getting your ads um, on an impression basis. And then finally, I wrap it up with measuring your success. And what that is, is it talks about how to find what's working, um, how to understand what's working, um, you know, which keywords are converting, um, you know, what type of demographic or what kind of customer should you be targeting, um, you know, what metrics matter the most. 
And so uh, Section 6 kind of brings it all together. And then it even talks a little bit about split testing and how to improve your results. You know, you may think that you've done everything you can um, to fully optimize your campaigns, but, you know, there's ways to test improvements and, and to make more than you're currently making. And so that's just a high-level overview of, of what the book's about. So, Jeremy, it sounds like a really comprehensive book there. Uh, I think I'm going to have to get a copy. I'm sure you can throw me a bone here. It's, but it, it was interesting. You, so you're using a bit of uh, CPM arbitrage out there? Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, Google has um, a new option to actually have your ad show on a CPM basis, meaning on an, you pay for impressions rather than clicks. And uh, this is on real high-traffic sites that maybe don't generate a lot of clicks but, you know, still have some valuable uh, traffic. And so I've been trying that out, and I've had some success with it on a few of my websites. Now, that, that is actually really interesting because I wasn't even thinking Google CPM. I was thinking maybe more traditional like uh, our parent company, ValueClick Media, doing, uh, going and buying uh, media from, from their uh, ad network. So well, That might be something we're trying, too. Well, I think we've run out of time for our show today. Um, I want to thank Jeremy Palmer for joining us. I know uh, this has been very informative for both advertisers and publishers, and uh, it's actually been great for Brian and I because we don't have to talk as much. So <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> back anytime. Uh, thank you. So I just want to to uh, tell all of our listeners that we are available uh, to listen live on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, or you can download us to listen to us on your mobile phone or your iPod at webmasterradio.fm, and you can get all the details there. Um, we are going to be having another guest next week, which is going to be uh, Melissa from buy.com. So please tune in to listen to our questions and answers from Melissa. And again, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. The show next week should be very, very interesting. Jeremy, you're going to want to listen in on that one, I'm sure. Um, those folks at buy.com know what they're doing, and, and so do you. So, hey, there's more money to be, be made, I'm, I'm certain. So before we close off, just wanted to remind everybody that if you do have any questions or comments, uh, maybe even if you want to get in touch with Jeremy, uh, you can do so by sending us an email at podcasts at cj.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, plural. If, um, if you have any fan mail, if you have any hate mail, please send it in. We want to hear from you. So we can read it on the air and see if we can answer <laughs> exactly. those questions. Exactly. We're going to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Jeremy, again, been a pleasure. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you.